Cecilia Conley on being the wife of a lifer. DaleWileyShow.com. I'm talking today to Cecilia Conley. Mm-hmm. And tell me about your life and your mission. Okay. So five years ago, I met this man uh, through a PenPal website. It okay. was the first time that I heard from a PenPal website. I was actually watching a documentary about crime and right. one of the, the main networks and then mentioned something about that they contact that email to a PenPal website. Right. So that took me to this site, took me to see different profiles, different people. Um, and then there was Taylor Conley who was looking for a friend right. who was my same age. I'm actually only like four months older than him. Really? Well, <laughs> yes. The, the, that's good. And that's very cool. And so that's actually how you started. And then what has that led you to do? So, so uh, we start, I wanted to be his friend. I wasn't looking for a relationship or anything. I just wanted to be there for him right. because in that moment, when I read his profile that he was looking for somebody to share his life with, I imagine if I were him, probably would want a good friends to be, to talk to, right? right? A good friend that will share the news, will keep them updated. Will, like I would want that. So I did that for him. And a, year, a little bit after, a year later, we got married. Really? And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Yes, Why? and again, Why did that do that? Why did that? Because um, because I really feel that he's my soulmate, and the thing here is, I think it would be very selfish of me just to give him my bag just because where he's at. Right. That's why I wanted to be there for him, being uh, his uh, close relative actually helps a lot because I can actually help him more and like in the system being his wife, I had more rights to access to him or get information right. from him than being just a friend. And also here in Washington state, after being married a certain time, you can apply to have actually what is called conjugal visits that is basically right. staying at and sharing a small little house, trailer house. Right. So we were also thinking about that too. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually got that last year, the first time in September. And so sadly, the coronavirus stopped everything. So right now, right. I cannot even go and see him. But uh, so yes, I felt like I will be. It would be really selfish of me to just let him go just because where he's at. Right. And I felt a strong sense of responsibility to be here for him and try to be his voice and try to raise awareness of his situation okay. uh, and by raising awareness of his situation or getting more used to his situation and, and I had to clarify that like he's a really good guy he, he's doing really good if he were doing bad I wouldn't have fallen in love with him right. so by my relationship with him, it opened my eyes to more people. It's not only Taylor. There's a lot of folks that are ser- re- serving really long sentences, uh, more than 20-year sentences, which uh, and by the year 10 or 15, they're really, really they're already no, doing yeah. good. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of them. And so 
it was that realization and his dream and his passion to do something with his life, to find a meaning, that we right. came with the idea of design conviction, the social enterprise. And that was back in 2018, June 2018. I remember I went, we got actually all the paperwork to be legal, bank accounts and everything. Right. So our idea was to make a magazine. That's, he always, we, I remember that we were thinking a, a way how to approach uh, the market, how to try to come with a new idea. So we read a lot of books, read different things. In that moment, we felt that making a magazine that would be distributed across the prisons with a positive message could be something that is unique. So that was our first idea. And we actually uh, distributed our first uh, issue of the magazine back in 2019, April 2019. How did you get the connections to make a magazine? <laughs> connection? <laughs> There's no connection. It's a lot of research. Well, so, thankfully, <laughs> yes. I, actually, in the beginning, it was just me and trying to find help on, on like online people that would uh, designer would do this for me or right. or uh, virtualize it. But in the beginning, the first issue, and if you compare the first issue that we're going to mention with this one, where I actually already have a graphic designer helping me, right? You can see the difference. The first magazine was designed totally for me. <laughs> I put it together totally for me. So, so as a, it looks a little bit like uh, amateur magazine, but the idea was there. <laughs> I understand yeah. that entirely. Yeah. And so tell me what else you've done since then. So we started with the magazine, and I have a full-time job. And, well, right now, thankfully, a good thing about coronavirus is that I know travel every week, but normally in my job, I travel every week. So Taylor wanted to do the podcast. He, we, right. As I said, we read a lot of books. One of the books was about creating a podcast that he wanted, and he wanted, and he wanted a podcast. But in right. the beginning, when we published the magazine, first of all, uh, my English is my accent very strong so i i didn't feel that <laughs> no but i did you can understand me and it, it slowly oh, yeah. feeling more confident with it but right. in the beginning i was saying Taylor, i cannot do that like interview other people because what if i have somebody in the call that hasn't heard any similar accent like right. mine they're like they what don't have access to i'm actually from mexico wow okay yeah yeah, so Espanol is my first language. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sure. Yeah, exactly, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so it was around after we published our first magazine, we started networking with people. So then we found Leona Verdao. I don't know if you know her, no, but she has she has uh, her blog talk radio. Shedding light. Um, she actually is an advocate for Massachusetts. So, uh, so when I found her, I found the solution. I said, Taylor, perfect. She can wow. interview people from the outside. She was helping us with that, and we also started finding people to line up to have Taylor interview him. So in that time, I was still just me and Taylor, right. basically. Sure. So, so we started doing that. Uh, I remember, like, we uh, we had to come with an intro, so I took, I created the intro. I, I was, in the beginning, it was just me doing all the production, doing everything, uh -huh. which is quite fun, because it actually took me out of my zone of comfort, like, start right. doing new things. So right now, before, uh, two years ago, I had never made a magazine. Now I can say I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two years ago, I had never, but it was a post, now I can say that I had done that. 
Right. Three years ago, I yeah. had never imagined myself in a YouTube show. I'm actually a very shy person. And right. like the fact that I have a very strong accent makes me feel more uncomfortable. But the next step after the podcast and all the other things that response is I realized that after being two years in social media trying to push the man, right. people like to see faces. People right. like to know who is behind. Yes. So uh, so then that's when I decided to create this uh, profile or page or brand called Wife of a Lifer. Because right. I'm the wife or a lifer, right. and in which I actually decided to make a show. At the beginning, I wasn't sure about what. Then I realized, like, hey, you know, in the in the the magazine is a good positive message that is actually trying to be sent to any type of market. Right. Life for the life for the podcast is a for people that serve in time or serve time, especially long sentences. Wife for the life could be about their loved ones. So that's what I'm trying to do right now is. Uh, if there anybody has a loved one or had a, lo or a loved one incarcerated because it could be in the past, I like to bring them to my show so they can sh uh, share this story. And right. the idea of Wife or Life or the interviews is give that perspective because one is the perspective that Taylor can say about his life, but a totally different perspective is the one that I have, that it was a normal person. who right. didn't, I, My life had never been in trouble. <laughs> I never knew <laughs> that. So when when I but I have a really good empathy. So whenever somebody told me about their experience, I can feel it. But I mm. had never been in trouble. I had never done drugs or anything like. Right. I, I don't even smoke uh, like normal cigarettes. <laughs> I don't even. know. <laughs> well, let's talk about Taylor and how he's going to get out through this. All the stuff that he's doing, that you're doing for him. Tell me about his story. See, story. So, um, he grew up as a single child. Okay. His parents got divorced at the age of three okay. when he was three. So, not at the age of three, they weren't three. He was three years old sure. when his parents. <laughs> he said that he always remembered them fighting. So, right. um, his parents, I feel, both of them have a very different personality. Like, her mother's very extroverted, and she she's like the go-getter. His father is more like very uh, more shy, more like into sure. introverted. Uh, didn't think didn't work out. I, there he, during his first years, Taylor did a really wonderful things. Like he I, he enjoyed more childhood than me. Like he did snowboarding, horses sports everything but okay. it was around the when he was reaching the teenage years years when his mother was really busy working and he will leave him with a family or friends and mm -hmm. um, and in both sides of his family there were people that were doing the wrong thing so he had older cousins that were really his role models that were really doing really bad and the ones that actually introduced him into the world of drugs more from Cecilia after a break. DaleWileyShow.com Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Uncle Tupelo, Wayne Carson, Nellie, Lou Whitney, Symptoms Morales, In City, Jeff City, St. Louis, St. Joe, Columbia, Buckle of the Bible Belt, the Studio on South Avenue in Springfield, 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. 
Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Cecilia Connolly, DaleWileyShow.com. Right. So by the age of 14, 15, his mother didn't know what to do with him. Like he had going to juvenile. He, she has been trying to uh, this and that. Then I know I judge her because I, I, I was not in her spot. I know that sometimes right. raising a kid is difficult, so I'm not going to judge her. So by the age of 15, uh, she took him in a, uh, on a false vacation to Mexico. There actually was, he was taking him to a behavioral modification program. Okay. Called Casa by the Sea, in which he was basically where she actually signed up that they could do whatever he wanted with they wanted with Taylor to correct him. Yes. Because she had her, it was a good thing. She had her son experience from kids that were doing good, which actually right. was a lie. Those places got closed, shut down because even there were kids that actually died in those places. Oh wow. Uh, uh, Yes, there was even so he was in Casa by the Sea in Mexico, and apparently they weren't carrying out with him. So they ended up shipping him to Jamaica to a place called Tranquility Bay, in right. which it was even worse. So he would have to, whenever he had to call his, with his family, they would monitor the calls. They will, if it, he didn't comply, he would have to be in the floor, like without moving. They, they would wow. hit him. And they say, there were there were kids that died in those places. Sure. There was a lawsuit that well, recently where they actually won against the place. And they showed on all those places like five or six years late, uh, ago or something like that. So mm-hmm. after that experience, that was actually very traumatic, he came back. And he was like hating life, hating the war, hating his father, parents, and things just going down the spiral. He ended up like he he had before having done doing marijuana or something. He was doing hard hard stuff, right. and then things end up of him being convicted for aggravated murder oh, at wow. the age. So he at the he was twenty at the time of the crime. Uh-huh. He's really convicted. What they said he did, he didn't. And okay. he got a really un, unfair trial. I have plenty of documents about that, but I think right now it's not a space about to talk about that. Totally so, <laughs> right. And I, I don't think the right person talked about that. Yeah. But uh, so it was that. So he hit uh, by the age of 22, he, because he was in jail two years, by the age of 22, he got sentenced to life without parole. Wow. What is, how long has he been in? 15 years. Okay. So the, his first year were very difficult. Just imagine yeah. you being at the age of 22, receiving so, uh, sure. that sentence. <laughs> but then it, uh, and he finally, around the age of 25 or 26, and that had to do with the brain science. I don't know if you have heard about brain science. Yes, but now they're thinking of around that age. Considering that his trauma, he only he was under 25 plus the trauma of Tranquility Bay and everything. Around that 25 or 26, he realized that he was going nowhere. So right. he 
uh, he wanted to get close to his family. So he decided to sell, uh, start learning to how to make art so he could make portraits or something to send back to his family. So okay. to say, hey, this is my little present to you. So uh, he found a passion in, in making art. So he said that art actually changed his life. Uh, so whenever I met, when I met him years later, he already had been a really good artist. He right. had already written some songs, some poems, and because he f- basically f- used art as a method of therapy or uh, and right. meditation. Sure. So coming back to that, we met, we married, we wanted to do something to kind of help spread awareness right. because for, Taylor has his own goals. For, for me, the goals are the same because he, everybody had different goals on how things to well, say But for me... Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, Taylor wants to uh, help, but also kind of ask his project, like something that he's actually doing, like right. that he's actually accomplished something. For me, like my goal of the same conviction is to spread awareness. For me, is basically what I want to do is to reach the, the version of me five years ago before meeting him. Right. And make him or her realize that, hey, this is screw up. Because it's until you actually are touched by incarceration, until you have some a loved one or a friend that's incarcerated, when you actually realize how messed up things are. Like, totally. you watch you you watch trials, you watch the news, and you you watch this monster, this criminal, but you never ask yourself, is the sentence that this person how is getting is fair? Yes. Huh? That's just that's a really weird and different perspective that you have, definitely. And so now that you see this, what are the things that you tell people that want to get more involved in the message of not only wrongful convictions, but just the American justice system? What I say is like we need to get more involved with legislation. So uh, here in Washington State, they have been trying to change, help to change law to make this situation more fair to bring back parole because we don't have. Like last year, they wanted to pass this law in which everybody will get a chance for parole after 15 years for right. normal and after 24 people that actually kill people, right? 15 years for anybody that nobody die and 20. Right. Sure. For somebody that died. They understand they want to make the difference. Yeah, and, sure. those, and those 15 years are based on science. So it's basically saying that after 15 years, the odds of this person uh, doing something similar or uh-huh. uh, is way lower. And after 15 years, somebody, as, based on science, most of them are rehabilitated. And again, parole is a chance to get into a port to be evaluated. Parole is not, a, hey, 15 years you're out. That's not. Sure. So what I, what I want everybody uh, to ask everybody is to contact the legislators because when this type of laws are in the floor, we always get the victims. And I don't understand. If you are a victim, you are afraid, you are scared. But right. it is also because uh, if we want to think about prison reform, we also have to think about what are we going to do to make sure that the victims are healed because they have they're, they're in a trauma, exactly. but you have the victims, the prosecutor, you have the law enforcement people that are totally against it, and they push it away. And the thing here is, if we get, get if we are able to get more normal people to go and support those changes, 
right. we end up becoming bigger numbers, we're going to be able to make changes. Right. And, and that's so basically what I like about what you're doing, because I just think that you've got such a focus that's so helpful on the stuff that you're doing from your different role, not the wife or, you know, not the wife. You're the wife of the lifer. I mean, it's not the lifer. It's the wife. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So how can they reach you and help you? So uh, they can find me me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm wife of a lifer. So if you have a social media account, you can find me as wife of a lifer. Right. I think the easy way is more simple. Wife of a lifer in any of the platforms. That's me. That's the way that can contact me. I think that is the way to do it. Great way. And I appreciate having you on. It's wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. DaleWileyShow.com.